0: The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine.
1: Hey Jude, it's a fool who plays it cool, my man. This is a biggie, one of the biggest singles by the Beatles and therefore by anyone ever. So much to like here. I think um, my favorite part is when the backing vocals start, you know, literally spine tingling if you haven't heard it in a while. Mick Jagger said it's like two songs and he's right, two great songs. I'm surprised this song hasn't been used in a TV show or movie when the protagonist decides he's going to go for it and get the love interest. Maybe it's too expensive.
0: Oh, I'm sure it's very expensive. (laughs) You know, I hadn't heard this song in a long time. Well, I've heard it, you you know, you hear it, but it's not like, it's just like in the background. It's like, that's, it's Mm -hmm. just on, but where you're, I was actually paying like deep attention and focus to it. And wow. Like, the hair on my arm stood up when Paul started screaming in the second half of the song. And I mean, wow. Like, what can you say about it? That hasn't been said before. It's an amazing song. It's going to live on far past every one of us on this earth. Probably
1: speak for yourself.
0: (laughs) I'm going to live forever.
1: I'm going to live forever.
0: Did we we just make a fame reference? No, uh, Oasis. (laughs) actually. Oh, okay. Well, but that's just a Beatles reference. <laughs> of anyway, <course>. here's Wonderwall.
1: <laughs> here's Wonderwall music by George Harrison. Yes. Anyway. So yeah, this was the first release on the Beatles' own Apple Records label. I wonder if Paul was saving it for for Apple Records. Sorry, Paul. Sorry, EMI. Whoops. Interesting. Uh, John was like that he ate you as a damn good set of lyrics. And I made no contribution to that. Well, um, you kind of did, John, he kind of did what we'll, we'll get to. And in fact, he later described the song as the best Paul ever wrote, which is Bec- pretty, because pretty it's nice.
0: about me. <laughs> well, kind of.
1: Yes. Um, in the version that was in the anthology book, it was written in June Hey Jew was written in June nineteen sixty eight as McCartney drove his Aston Martin to Weybridge to visit <laughs> Cynthia Lennon and her son. On a Can journey, I just pa- you're laughing pause for because, one second here. Yes, I'm please.
0: laughing because why do we have to like why does like I'm driving my Aston Martin? <laughs> wow.
1: you have to remember he's
0: rich. I'm um, he's a freaking beetle, I get it. <laughs> you're 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 pretending to be James Bond. Whatever.
1: James Bond On a journey, he began thinking about their changing lives and of the pastimes he had spent writing with John Lennon at the Weybridge House. So this is when, after Yoko, -Yoko. post-Yoko. He said, Paul said, I thought as a friend of family, I would motor out to Weybridge, in my Aston Martin, (laughs) and tell them that everything was all right, to try and cheer them up, basically, and see how they were. I had about an hour's drive. I would always turn the radio off, and try to try and make up songs, just in case. I started singing, hey Jules, don't make it bad, take a sad song, and make it better. It was optimistic, a hopeful message for Julian. Come on, man, your parents got divorced. I know you're not happy, but you'll be okay. I eventually changed Jules to Jude. One of the characters in Oklahoma is called Judd, and I like the name. McCartney recorded a piano demo of Hey Jude upon his return to his home in Cavendish Avenue, London. On July 26, 1968, he played the song to John Lennon for the first time. He said he was in a music room upstairs when John and Yoko came to visit. And they were right behind me over my right shoulder, standing up, listening to it as I played it to them. And when I got to the line, the movement you need is on your shoulder. I looked over my shoulder and I said... I'll change that. It's a bit crummy. I was just blocking it out. And John said, you won't, you know. That's the best line in it. That's collaboration. When someone's that firm about a line that you're going to junk, and he said, no, keep it in. So, of course, you love that line twice as much because it's a little stray. It's a little mutt that you were about to put down, and it was reprieved, and so it's more beautiful than ever. I love those words now. Time lends it a little cranes to things. You can knock it, it just did so well. But when I'm singing it, that is when I think of John, when I hear myself singing that line. It's an emotional point in the song. The lyric struck an immediate chord with a record by public who related to the hopeful sentiments. Its universality was demonstrated when John Lennon later revealed that he felt the song had been directed at him. John said he said it was written about Julian, my child, he knew I was splitting with sin and leaving Julian. He was driving over to say hi to Julian. He'd been like an uncle to him. You know, Paul was always good with kids. But I always heard it, was, I always heard it as a song to me. If you think about it, Yoko's just committed a picture. He's saying, hey Jude, hey John. I know I'm sounding like one of those fans who reads fakes into it, but you can hear it as a song to me. The words go out and get her. Subconsciously, so he was saying, go ahead, leave me. On a conscious level, he didn't want me to go ahead. The angel in him was saying, bless you. The devil in him didn't like it at all because he didn't want to lose his partner. That was John in 1980. (laughs) Other people believe McCartney wrote the song about them, including Judith Simmons, a journalist with the Daily Express. Other commentators interpreted Hey Jude as being directed at Bob Dylan, who was then semi-retired in Woodstock. Still, others, including John Lennon, have speculated that the lyrics to Hey Jude, McCartney's failing long term relationship with Jane Asher provided an unconscious message to himself. McCartney and Asher had announced their engagement on Christmas 1967, yet he began an affair with Linda Eastman in June 1968. That same month, Francie Schwartz, an American who was in London to discuss a film proposal with Apple began living with McCartney in St. John's Wood. When Lennon mentioned that he thought the song was about him and Ono, McCartney denied it and told Lennon he had written the song about himself. Now, usually, I give Paul crap for changing the story a million times about the song's etymology, but I think in this case, he originally consciously Wrote it for Julian, and then later realized, oh, I, that, this was, this was for me.
0: Yeah, I think there's a few meanings there that you can definitely take for, f- take from it. Uh, I don't really like John going and saying it's di- make, it's kind of directed at him, but it's more like directed at his son and like the consequences of what's happening with John. But to say that it's
1: about you. Mm. <laughs> <sighs> Well, I mean, it's funny because yeah. he's like, this is about your son. And then a year later, he's like, nah, it's about me. <laughs> that's, that's
0: Which, great. I mean, says a lot about him, his relationship with Julian, in a way, too. Right. So, yeah.
1: Uh, apparently, it wasn't until 1987 that Paul came to discuss Hey Jude with Julian after a chance encounter in a New York hotel. Um, and there, it's a really sad quote by Julian Lennon when he said that, um, Paul and I used to hang out a bit more than dad and I did. Yeah. Yeah. That's rough. Um, Paul in an anthology also talked about how, like in hello, goodbye, George had a guitar answer to each line originally. And Paul had to tell him, yeah, don't do that. Um, and that was making George more and more upset, which... Uh, you know, it, it came to uh, a head in the get back, let it be uh-huh. uh, sessions.
0: Which is, you know, it's funny to think about it is like, is not that far later. <laughs>
1: it's, yeah. It's, it's not, not that far later. It's no, but, you know, hello, goodbye. And the, Hey Jude. And now, and then eventually yeah. it's like, will play whichever time. you want me to play. Uh, yeah.
0: It's fester- festered for a little bit
1: hmm uh paul said that um when they were recording the song at trident studios ringo walked out to go to the toilet and he hadn't noticed i love this story the toilet was <laughs> only a few yards from his drum booth but he'd gone past my back and i still thought he was in the drum booth i started what was the actual take and hey jude goes on for hours before the drums come in and while I was doing it, I suddenly felt Ringo tiptoeing past my back rather quickly, trying to get to his drums. And just as he got to his drums, boom, 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 his timing was absolutely impeccable. So I think when those things happen, you have a little laugh and a light bulb goes off in your head and you think, this is a take. Yep. And you put a little more into it. And you think, oh, fuck, this has got to be the take. What just it was so magic. So we did that and we made a pretty good record. Yeah, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I picture Ringo now.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, I can just visualize just like the perfect comedic bit. It's it's almost like it would be in one of the one of their movies, right? Yeah, like I could picture that being in in Hard Days Night or Help. Just like, oh shit, I gotta get back to the drums
1: <laughs> or give my regards to Broad Street.
0: Zip, yeah, zipping up his pants. <laughs> <laughs> and then boom boom boom
1: oh, with that scratchy emi toilet paper. Oh no, they were trident, so it was probably
0: uh, Trident. Yeah, that well that's probably why they went to a different studio.
1: Yeah, he's like, Oh, I gotta use the, these luxurious bathrooms. Well I can.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're right behind the drum booth.
1: Uh thirty-six strong orchestra added backing for the lengthy four chord coda the classical musicians were also offered a double fee for clapping and singing along to the na-na-na-na chant. Uh, according to uh, the Complete Beatles recording sessions by Mark Lewison, while most of the musicians were happy to oblige, there was one dissenter who reportedly walked out saying, I'm not going to clap my hands and sing Paul McCartney's bloody song.
0: Hey, man, double just to, you know, st- Sing a gang vocal, that's a pretty good uh, payday. payday.
1: And double fee. It's great. Yeah. Uh, Hey Jude contains an unedited expletive. Yeah. uh, Which is often played by radio stations to this day. Uh Uh-huh. In the final verse, John Lennon sang, let her into instead of let her under your skin. His cry of oh, followed by fucking hell, remains in the final mix. But Jeff Emmerich and Paul McCarty said that was Paul that said it. Um, and John was, would gleefully crow about the fact that they left it in the final mix and nobody noticed at the time. And now you can't not hear it. Yes. You know? <laughs> uh,
0: so we, we've talked a little bit about how, like, like the collection one kind of like, like disney the Beatles a little bit, like it removes, uh, please please me for example yeah. as like a number right. one hit so i was i went to that specific uh version of it just mm-hmm. to see if it was still there and i was happy to see that it was still there wow also what other i'm try, i was trying to think of like other songs that you sometimes hear on the radio where you know that there's a bad word and like are they actually going to play it right. and the two that came into my head were what's the frequency kenneth by rem with the don't fuck with me part, which I've definitely heard on the radio many times that people kind of forgets there. And also, you know, if it's a cool radio station, if, uh, if they're playing money by pink Floyd, they'll, they'll, they'll let the line do good to good bullshit through. I don't think, I, I don't know if Q1043 will do it, but maybe they would.
1: It wrote, you know, it's funny. Cause like Louie Louie was uh, considered to be a dirty song, but they couldn't, figure they couldn't like, figure could, out what the actual lyrics were but they assumed it was um there was profanity in there
0: what's well, like uh what's the 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 term for it, whether it's pornography or not yeah, oh I, know it um, when I see it
1: i know what i see it i can't define yeah. it but i know when i see it i
0: know when i see it it's like i know it's dirty because i know it when i hear it
1: yeah so yeah paul said it because uh yeah he flubbed a note on the piano he didn't just say it just for hell, but. Fucking hell! Fucking hell! Ooh. On uh, September 4th, 1968, the Beatles made music video for Hey Jude and Revolution at Twickenham Film Studios in London. The clips were directed by Michael Lindsay Hogg. Who hey! Yes. Uh, and he, uh, they worked with him again. Oh, they did. Pretty soon. Yes. Uh, At least three performances of Hey Jude were filmed. The most commonly seen is an edit of two of these. Only the vocals were live during the first part of the song. Paul Bacardi sang along with the studio vocals and ad-libbed during the end. The clip was first shown on Frost On Sunday on the 8th of September. David Frost was at Twickenham for the recording. The Beatles taped a version of the program's George Martin Penn-themed tune by George. It's the David Frost theme before the host introduced Hey Jude. Following his introduction to Beale's improviser parody of Elvis's It's Now or Never, which was never seen by television viewers.
0: This is the theme to David Frost Show. This is the theme to David Frost Show. <laughs> this is the part where <laughs> David Frost walks on the stage.
1: I'm almost halfway finished. How do you like it so far? At over seven minutes, Hey Jude was the longest single ever to have topped the British charts. Its lengthy fade-out brought the song's length to over seven minutes, perhaps inspired by Richard Harris's MacArthur Park, hit earlier in 1968. And George Martin pointed out that he's like, oh, it's too long for a single. And John said, why not? And uh, he said, you know, disc jockeys will play it because we're the Beatles. It's us. Yes. And he was right. Um, So, (laughs) this is sparse funny. According to music journalist Chris Hunt, in the weeks after writing the song, McCartney tested his latest composition on anyone too polite to refuse. On June 30th, after recording the Black Dyke Mills Band's rendition of his instrumental Fingamabob in Yorkshire, that's such a... British sentence. McCartney Mm -hmm. stopped at his village of Harold in Bedfordshire, performed Hey Jude at a local pub. He also regaled members of the Bonzo Dog Band with the song while producing their single I'm the Urban Spaceman in London and interrupted a recording session by the Baron Knights (laughs) to do the same. Rod Griffith of the group The Ivies, soon to be known as Badfinger and like the Black Dyke Mills Band early signing to the Beatles' new record label Apple Records, recalled that one of his... One of their first days in the studio, McCartney gave us a full concert rendition of Hey Jude. McCartney played an acetate copy of Hey Jude at a party held by Mick Jagger at Vesuvio's nightclub in central London to celebrate the completion of the Rolling Stones' Beggar's Banquet album. The song upstaged the Stones' album, and in an author John Wynn's description, reportedly ruined the party. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, they're they're just a blues band, so,
1: you know. Mm. Paul should have known that. He <laughs> should well, have known that. Lennon wanted Revolution to be the A-side, but his bandmates opted for Hey Jude. In his 1970 interview with Rolling Stone, John said Hey Jude was worthy of an A-side, but we could have had both. In 1980, yeah. he told Playboy he still disagreed with the decision. We'll get to Revolution.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, sure, we will. A failed early promotional attempt for the single took place after the Beatles' all night recording session on August 7th through 8th, 1968. With Apple Boutique having closed a week before, McCartney and Francie Schwartz painted Hey Jude Revolution across its large whitewashed shop windows. The words were mistaken for anti Semitic graffiti, since Jude means Jew in German leading to complaints from the local Jewish community and the windows being smashed by a passerby. McCartney explained he had been motivated by the location and added he had no idea it meant Jew, but if you look at footage of Nazi Germany, Jude and Rouse was written in whitewashed windows with a Star of David. I swear it never occurred to me. My question is, how did Francie Schwartz not think of this? Oh, they were doing. Huh. According to Barry Miles, McCartney caused further third controversy in his comments to Alan Smith of The Enemy that month when in an interview designed to promote the single, he said, Starvation in India doesn't worry me one bit, not one iota, and it doesn't worry you, if you're honest. You just pose. Why, why say that?
0: Y- y- yeah.
1: <laughs> We're done with India. We're back to basics. <sighs> Hey, Jude is the biggest selling debut release ever for a label and remains the Beatles' most commercially successful single. It has sold an estimated 8 million copies worldwide and has topped the charts in 11 countries. I could have Probably sworn not that, India.
0: Probably not India. I could have sworn that the Stiff Records debut of So It Goes would have sold more, but I guess I'm just wrong again.
1: No one knows. Love counts zero. No love lately. No. Josie Scale, I of course think this song is better than Your Love Buddy Outfield. No disrespect to The Outfield. I give this a yeah! Yeah,
0: I'm also going to give this a yeah!
1: This is just an
0: incredible song and I don't know where it's hard to think of a world where this doesn't just play all the time and exist. It's I don't... Who knows? The Beatles are a pretty nice band Talk about them day after day But we also love the outfield a lot So are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band Someday we'll judge if they're fine Oh yeah Someday we'll judge if they're fine